The episode you are about to hear contains explicit words. The opinions within are those of the hosts and in no way imply that anyone listening to this podcast agrees with anything we say. Please send complaints to thesplutterpodcast at gmail.com. gentlemen to this flipping podcast i am tommy skinner with my co-host partner friend etc taylor reese this is episode 115 we are going to talk godzilla and uh you know we're gonna show for a few of our friends who are doing some really cool stuff uh it's a good day man taylor how are you doing i am doing pretty well it's thursday uh it's yes it's december we're into december man december 2nd it's december 2nd it's the daytime so yeah tommy and i are recording at uh midday eleven seventeen, which is kind of kind of nice because we um yeah. we're both not exhausted <laughs> we're not i'm i'm sipping some coffee because i want to not because i need to um and i'm excited to talk about Godzilla yes because we've uh both we've got we're gonna have be able to give you two perspectives because I've got a pro and Taylor's had his premium I'm sure he's got about 10 times as many games played as I do now possibly uh, but it it's it's you know we've sang its praises briefly here and there from initial impressions but we'll be able to give you a little bit of a deeper dive into our experiences with the game at this point and uh yeah, man, I'm I'm just uh, for for reasons we'll discuss at a future date. I'm in a good mood, so yeah, I'm man. happy to be talking with my friend and uh, sharing the pinball love. Pinball love. That's the um. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, pinball love. Uh, let's share some pinball love. I we're we're gonna plug a, we're gonna plug heavily a couple several p- projects that are being done by friends of ours. Um, the first one. Uh, is our, our friend Ryan Claytor of Elephant Eater Comics, um, Coin Op Carnival, uh, fame with Nick Baldridge. Um, yeah, um, Ryan, Ryan is a friend of both of ours. I think you, I think you guys vacation together. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. We, well, my lake house is, uh, is not far from Ryan. So him and his son Owen have come over to visit up there a couple times. Uh, in the summers when I'm enjoying the lake house. So it's been nice. Yeah, I've got to, to hang out with him. Uh, I got to take his son fishing. And, uh, you know, we, we see each other when we can. Um, yeah, so we actually, we have an upcoming episode with Ryan that will drop on January the 7th, um, which is kind of crazy that we actually have an episode in the can. That's not something that we really do. But uh, we have an episode with, with Ryan talking about this project, but he has a he has a Kickstarter starting on January 1st, 2022 to um, to get his self-published book, A Hunter's Tale, published. Um, 
super excellent Kickstarter. You can check it out at www.ahunterstale.com. And um, yeah, it's a, a really good way. And we talked we talk to Ryan about it. Like it's a way that comic artists, independent comic artists, uh, they use, they, it seems like it's a really successful platform for independent comic makers to be able to publish small run work. So super excited about that. Super. Um, yeah, I, I, we, we were sent some preview copies or pages and it looks great. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a good story and yeah, so hopefully that gets, I can't imagine it's not going to get funded. So but yeah, definitely no, check it it's out. It's going to be, like I said, real cool project. Uh, I'm excited about it. And it's not even pinball related. It's just a friend who we have within the pinball community. And he does a lot within the pinball community. Uh, and it's always great to support, you know, all of our friends' endeavors like that. Absolutely. Um, and then the other one coming up that we've talked about before is on February the 8th, the day before my 50th birthday. Really? You're going to be 50? Dude, let that sink in. Oof. Let It is, man. Let that sink in. You've, you got your AARP card yet, or is that I, later? I I don't I I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I, <laughs> I They may have sent it to me. My wife may have signed me up for it, but I turned 50 on February 9th. That's fucking crazy. That is crazy, But man. what's also crazy is the day before my birthday, an early birthday present, John Chad's pinball book will be dropping um it's being published uh through i believe it's mcmillan publishing and they're the company is first second books and john has done several um he's done several projects with them but this one is amazing i i was fortunate to uh john sent me some um copies when he was working on it that he i went over to, you know, check out, I gave him, you know, my opinion on a couple things. Um, so it's, it's been a really cool project because I've been part of like, even in like my minuscule way, like I've been a part of the project and I actually have a physical copy in hand and it's, it's yeah, really, I'm, it's I'm really great. I'm staring at my digital copy right now. Uh, and we, uh, I just saw the email that at least I think I, we were both sent. We do need to reach out to Morgan uh, in some detail, it looks like, about this. But, uh, yeah, I was blown away. I'm about 40 pages in. Yeah. It's a 200-page graphic novel about the history of pinball. Um, and I'm really looking forward to finishing it. So, yeah, it's I, I've read it. I've gone through the whole thing. I mean, I've gone through the whole thing several times now because I, you know, I, I had like an early copy um, my daughter, Ella, Ella stole it and read most of it, um, but it covers the history of pinball. I mean, it's the level of detail in the drawings is just amazing. Um, you know, and John is a, you know, he's very, he's passionate about pinball. I mean, you know, I know him and we've had him on the show talking about his drop target scene. And, you know, he's just, I, as an artist, like I collect some drawings. I have some original John Chad stuff. He's done posters for replay Pinberg. Um, he's, he's just done a ton of stuff in the pinball community. And this is like, you can tell it's a passion project. I, and I really do like the publisher. Like I, we have, I think all the books that John has done, 
um, because they do, it's like a lot of the stuff that John works on is more of a science and educational kind of, um, I don't know what the term, the genre. And so it's cool that it's being published by a publisher like that because it's almost like it, I don't know. It's like becomes almost like a more, um, substantial feeling. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy that it's a pinball book. That's, I don't know. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, so that, so you can pre-order. So here's the thing is I, I know that John is trying to work with a bookstore to do a pre-order special. Um, I'm waiting to hear from him, like who he's doing that through. So we can really push to go through them, but you can pre-order anywhere. I would suggest you pre-order not through Amazon because I try to avoid Amazon whenever humanly possible. So, but you can go to a local, local bookstore should be able to pre-order it for you. So, um, but check that out. It's uh, pinball by John Chad and it will be, um, it drops on February 8th, but you can pre-order. So those two projects we are super excited about. Um, yeah. And it's funny that they're both in like similar fields, uh, releasing books at similar times, but they actually cover like drastically different things. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to, I would definitely want to get a hard copy of the John Chad one as well, because like you said, man, the, uh, I can't, I just look at this and I, I'm just incredibly untalented at drawing. And I've tried to do like some basic drawings yeah. and I know how long it took me. I can't imagine the amount of time that went into creating this. Mm. It's, it's like, it's, it's crazy. literally mind boggling. Like some yeah. of the play field, like some of the artwork where it's like a, you're looking across a row of pinball machines. That is just the, that's the stuff I, it's just crazy. Um, but it's great. Yeah, and they're all like, they're not just made up pinball machines. They're no. like machines that exist and have been converted to his art style. Like it's insane. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really insane. Yeah. I'm super excited for that. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm super excited for that. Um, and then who else? Let's, let's, uh, plug tilt hammer. I know Zach is, I think Zach had some hats. He had his, uh, slap, I think slap, save and destroy hats were available again. Um, so go to, I think it's just tilt hammer, tilt, tilt underscore hammer.com. Oh, yeah. Tilt, tilt dash, I tilt think dash hammer.com. Yeah. So go, um, yeah. check him out. Got the version three of the, uh, slap, save and destroy trucker hat for yep. $15 right now. $15. That's a steal. This is where you should be buying people Christmas presents. Um, soft plunge, double danger. Um, check them out. Robert and Jess, the, um, yeah, buy stuff from them. I have several soft plunge t-shirts that I rock um, all the time. So, and my kids do as well because they brought us some t-shirts when they visited this past summer. So, yeah, that is softplungepinball.com. Uh, they have several items on sale right now as well as some new designs up too. So, go shopping, people. I, uh, I personally recommend the, uh, I, I call them booty shorts. I don't know what they are, but I wear them for bed very frequently. Do you really? Uh, soft plunge logo shorts. Oh yeah, I love short shorts. So you wear they're very comfortable. <laughs> well, this is a very lucky lady. You don't have to say it out loud. Oh she wow, knows. that that like yeah. that laughing, that low level laughing. That was not actually. I wasn't actually. That was um. 
Oh my God, dude. I just don't know. Yeah. They look, they look good on me. So if me. you have not met Tommy in real life, Tommy is the guy who is wearing the like flip flops that have a fanny pack on the top of the flip flop so he can like keep his stuff in there. I got I gotta carry around my quarters, man. I never know when you're gonna find a pinball machine. So yes. Um but that's yeah, that's Tommy. So I'm not I mean, I'm not knocking your uh, yeah i don't i don't know okay let's move on um you ready let's uh, i want to oh. i want to i want to plug one more thing oh yeah plug away man uh coming up on december 19th it is a sunday over at my location north end pub we will be having our second annual uh 12 hour charity pinball stream for sleep in heavenly peace uh, we did this last year. Our goal was to raise $400. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with Sleep in Heavenly Peace, they are a charity organization. And what they do is they provide beds to children from low-income families that do not have a bed, uh, no place to sleep. They are sleeping frequently on floors or couches. Um, and what they do is for every, uh, the reason we had a goal of $400 last year was that would build one complete bunk bed set, uh, including mattresses and bedding for two children. And that was our initial goal. We ended up raising a little over $2,800 last year. Uh, so we were able to build seven complete bunk bed sets for people. That's awesome. Our goal this year, uh, because of the rising cost of everything, as I'm sure everyone is aware, uh, the bunk bed sets now cost roughly $500 to build a set, again, including all the bedding and uh, mattresses. So our, our goal this year, we're going to set at $1,000. We would like to at least still donate two. Um, but for that day, we are opening up North End Pub at noon. We are closing at midnight. Uh, all the games will be on free play for the entire day. So there's 20 plus pinball machines that are going to be on free play. You come and you donate whatever you can. Uh, and you play pinball and hang out with us. We're going to have a stream running. Uh, and we're going to keep a tally going throughout the day, but you know, bare minimum goal, we'd really like to hit a thousand and make sure we're providing four kids with a place to sleep this Christmas. And if we do more than that, it's just, it'd be great. So if you, uh, can't make it in person, as we do realize it's the holiday season and not everyone lives that close to us, uh, from the stream, we're going to have ways that you can donate via PayPal, Venmo, cash app, uh, whatever you want. And we'll be collecting funds that way too, which we did last year as well. So, uh, mark your calendars, December 19th, we're going to be streaming a whole lot of pinball for 12 hours straight for a good cause. So I just want to make sure I got that mentioned before I forgot. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's, um, yeah. Yeah. That was great. Last I think year. the pinball community tries to give back and, uh, this is our way of doing it. It went so well last year and we felt really good about it that we wanted to do it again. So, We've been planning this for a while now, and we've got quite a few new games down at North End Pub, which we'll talk about uh, as we're going through the new stuff here today. But uh, we should be able to provide you some games on stream that you don't see that often. So that's that's the plan. Yeah, it's awesome. I can't. Um, yeah, the price of lumber is a little crazy. It's settled down a little bit, but um, yeah, that's a um, that's a great cause. I, I think that, um, yeah, what you guys are doing is, is excellent. And yeah, the, the amount you were able to raise last time was crazy. That was, that yeah, was great. we did not expect that at all. And, you know, we don't anticipate or necessarily expect to repeat that. 
but we aren't going to be mad if we do. We're just going to do the, the best we can and hopefully hit that thousand dollar mark. Yeah, man. Um, uh, what else, what else is going on? I'm trying to think like, um, what other, you know, holidays are coming up. Um, I don't know. There's yeah, um, we probably, probably go over our uh, Christmas wish list of pinball gifts. Like we typically do in case we don't record another one. <laughs> we'll save that for the end. Okay. Well, let, yeah, we can do that. You want to, we'll do that at the end. You want to dive into, um, you want to dive into what we're here to talk about, which is the, uh, yeah, the newest Stern offering, uh, designed by Keith Elwin art by zombie Yeti, uh, rules by whom, who are the rules by? Keith Elwin. Keith Elwin. Ah. Keith does the rules. I can't remember the name of his. He actually has a coder. Yeah. But yeah, the rules are, are by and large Elwin. That's what I think makes his games a little bit u- unique compared to some of the other designers is he's doing the layout and the rules uh, in coordination with one another. Yeah, this is um, yeah, this is Keith's fourth game and... I mean, really, it's it would be his eighth game because each game that he's designed, he's had a pro and a premium LA LE version. So you're actually designing two games for each for each title, right? Um, every one of his games has been a quote unquote cornerstone game. Is that correct? Right? That's like a unique game unto its own. It doesn't. It's not like a right. Is that what it's called? A cornerstone game? What do they call it? Yeah, okay. cornerstones are like their main releases. They're not through a, kind of like a third-party licensing with Kapow or the Beatles type thing. Yeah. They release it their whatever their standard pricing tier is at the time. Uh, you know, they have an LE, but it's not the production's not limited in general. Yeah. Um, so this is his fourth game. Uh, I start off with uh, obviously what was his first one? Jurassic Park. I should know Iron Maiden. No, I should know. I've got. I've got. I've have them all. Yeah, I was gonna say, why don't you turn around and look? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in the. I'm actually in my shop today recording. I'm not in the game room. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm in the kitchen. We're both recording from different spots. Yeah. Um. Hopefully this will work. We got new Wi-Fi, so hopefully it's it's doesn't drop. I, I don't think yeah, it's and I'm using new, a new microphone, so hopefully we're okay on both sides. Um, yeah, so his fourth fourth game, Iron Maiden, Jurassic Park, The Avengers, and then uh, Godzilla. Um, so let's let's go let's jump into Godzilla. I think let's talk about. I don't know. What do you, I don't know? Uh, you have a pro. You've had your pro for a while. When did you get your pro? It's pretty early, right? Yeah, it was. And, you know, within the first week of them shipping games out to locations. So uh, six or seven weeks, at least, I'd say. Okay, so these games started shipping six weeks ago. They are, from what I've heard, they are back-ordered. They have enough orders to be back-ordered until, like, sometime in A late 2022, yeah. um, which is crazy, What which is showing how well received this game has been but also just the difficulties people are having with the supply chain um i i do i do think a lot of these games have gotten out onto location especially the pros like it's like we have we've we know several operators ourselves who have them um so i think it's going to be good that the game is out there you know so it's 
you know, even if you, I think it's kind of cool because, because of that, maybe I'll get more people back out on location because they'll want to play it. And it's not one of the situations where it's like all of a sudden it's available to be played in the home by a lot of people where it's like, if you have the option of playing new, you know, you may not go to a location. You may just stay at a friend's house. Um, but they are out there. I mean, pros and premiums have shipped to like homeowners, including myself. So they are, they are out there, um, and being played. Okay. So the pro let, tell me about as an operator, your experience with getting a pro the first game release with the insider connect. Yeah. So, uh, starting with the insider connect, uh, love it as a concept. Yeah. Total pain in the ass. You set up, uh, now, do you have a pro, as an operator, do you have a pro account? I do now. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, it was interesting. And then, uh, we've actually had some issues with the Wi-Fi at the bar, which I I'm not, you know, definitely not Stern's fault. Um, but currently for whatever reason, the secure internet connection there is not working. Um, and even though I'm able to connect like every other Wi-Fi device I have down there to the guest internet, I cannot connect the Godzilla machine to the guest internet. So I believe it has to be connected to a secure network for it to work. So for the last, well, since Sunday, our Godzilla has been offline, uh, which is frustrating because I, I know there is functioning internet there and I just simply can't get it to connect. So not fun. Um, as far as that goes, uh, zero stuck balls anywhere on the game. Um, zero issues with the machine. Like it has been super rock solid. I haven't had to do anything to it at all. Uh, I did slightly increase the flipper strength of my upper left flipper at one point, but I think with the code update, I did not redo that. So I don't know if it stayed there, if it reset to default. I haven't touched anything since that code update. Um, but yeah, I've been very happy with it. Uh, we did immediately, almost after getting Godzilla, also get Ninja Turtles and Beatles. And I will say both those games are out earning Godzilla by a pretty solid amount, which is kind of surprising to me. Yeah. But then I also realized like, while I really like Keith Owen designs, um, I do think his designs tend to cater towards a higher skill level player. And I mean, Godzilla is just not the most uh, relevant of themes compared to like a Ninja Turtles. Although I think Godzilla is like iconic. Um, maybe not as mainstream. I don't know how the, yeah, that sounds maybe right. Um, it's not as attention grabbing as some of those other titles as you walk by when you've got like Ninja Turtles and Mandalorian right there that are very current. Yeah, it's a it's an. But yeah, overall impressed. Um, yeah, it's an interesting theme. Like I, you know, we've talked about it a couple times. I mean, in the limited number of podcasts we release, I feel like we've talked about it in a couple episodes. And I, I don't know. I think for me, so I, I was really excited about the theme, but I think a lot of that was because I knowing a little bit about Keith because of like the videos and stuff he's done with his brother 
And, you know, I mean, we've spoken to him before. I mean, he has a sense of humor and he has a, um, you know, like the, what was the, the game that they talked about? Well, I mean, think about going back to Archer, right? So like the way that he, yeah. the way that he approaches a game's theme, like, I don't know, I can relate, I can relate to him in, you know, like what he, you know, we're basically around the same age, right? So, I mean, it's like the stuff that he grew up is probably the stuff I grew up with. And Godzilla was definitely something that I grew up with. So knowing that he was taking on this game and the campiness of the Godzilla, I mean, that was one of the things like, was it going to be Godzilla from, you know, old school Godzilla or was it going to be like the newer one? Like it definitely went old school to where you got like all those campy clips and stuff like that, which I really love. It's one of the reasons I really yeah, like I think the, uh, the integration of the animations and the, and the clips from the old movies is awesome. Yeah, it's great. I, and it reminds me of Elvira. You know, Elvira has a ton of video assets, obviously, because Elvira is the person who licensed it. So it's like they, you know, and she's a pinball lover. So she basically gave them, I, from what I can tell, free reign because the, the clips in there are great. And I love the humor in Elvira, um, the new one. I, I It's probably one of my favorite games of the last couple years. I think it's just an amazing pin. Um, and I think that Godzilla is, it's the theme is there for me, especially. So I don't know. It's um, hearing that people aren't kind of gravitating towards it. I guess the question would be like, what, what's the age group of people? I It's a younger, right? Doesn't you guys kind of, it's a younger crowd you have there. Um, yeah, I'd say, you know, roughly my age, mid thirties ish, uh, yeah. probably a little younger on some side of things. Did you... So yeah, I, I have never seen a, an old school Godzilla movie. Yeah. Um, I'm just aware of it as part of like pop culture more than anything else. But yeah, I can definitely say that I have never sat down and watched one of those old films. Um, I did watch when Spooky announced they were doing Ultraman uh old, old ultraman episodes are on youtube so i went and watched some of that just to kind of get an idea of what it was and i was i found it very entertaining i enjoyed it yeah but it's just nothing that i grew up with yeah i mean ultraman and godzilla are kind of both in that kind of very similar i mean like i i kind of think yeah. about that i think about them together like i almost feel like you could enter i think you could take an ultraman and stick it in a godzilla game and be fine you know because it's just the whole like kaiju um monsters battling kind of thing it's you know there's aspect yeah so it's yeah it's very similar i mean i think that if you can if you can appreciate the campiness that ultraman now has i think it's i think it's the exact same thing you you would get with godzilla i did grow up i don't know yeah i i imagine it's kind of similar to like being a marvel or a dc guy i'm sure there's some people that were very much like godzilla some were very much ultraman yeah. but they're very similar in the end um yeah so the um yeah so theme i mean obviously like in spooky you know the the story is that godzilla was swiped from spooky pinball when they were like in the middle of having a meeting or something like that now that's the story i wasn't there yeah but obviously you know uh, spooky pinball was very interested in doing Godzilla. I mean, he didn't Charlie do like a custom Godzilla, right? Or is it, yeah. Right. I mean, he goes to they, like the Godzilla. That was kind of what got them started. Yeah. 
Yeah, they rethemed him and his son rethemed a Firepower Two into Godzilla. That's right, and they that go to like, like their first Godzilla Con and stuff like Kamal. that. I mean, they're definitely, yeah, they're definitely hot on it. Um, so yeah, so it's definitely it's a theme that resonates with a certain age group, but obviously, like, there's a cutoff to where like you are like I don't really I don't doesn't resonate with you. Really resonates with me, um, more so just in the fact like I know like. It's just the idea of like monsters battling is just very perfect, right? Um, so oh yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so that's a theme, um, and then Zombie Yeti on the art, you know, he kills it all the time. Um, you know, I know that he he busts his stuff out like really fast, like he can turn over an art package. Like, I, I mean, he's I feel like he's talked about how it's he just gets the call and it's just like, he just jams it out and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, I like, I like the color scheme. I like the, uh, the back glass is good. I mean, it fits in with the other titles I have by him. Um, so, you know, I think it's, I like the fact that Stern is really gone with this like really bright and vibrant, you know, color packages, they've gotten away from like, I feel like Game of Thrones was kind of, I'm trying to think, was Game of Thrones like the, it was kind of like they finally finished with all like the beige paint and they're like, hey, let's move on. Because what, what was the game before Ghostbusters? Because um, I mean, Zombie Yeti, obviously that was his first game. And I feel like that, like the color palette just changed. Like all of a sudden it was just like, I don't know, the colors have just gotten really vibrant. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it makes the game stand out and I think it makes the games look newer on location. Uh, when you see those bright colors, it looks modern to me. So I think it's a good thing for sure. Do you mess with, as an operator, um, do you mess at all with like the lighting and stuff like that? Cause I found that if you like, I didn't, I don't know how I didn't realize this, I but I turned down the back box lighting on all my games that have that as a setting for when the game's getting played. I had no idea that was a I thing. Do that. I had no idea that was yeah, a thing. Yeah, I do that much more as a as a to me that's not an operator mindset. That's because an operator mindset says fuck these people blind them. Yeah. <laughs> like don't don't let them see the ball. To me that's very much a tournament player mindset. Yeah. Because that's Trent showed that to me seven or eight years ago at some tournament that you know you can turn that down for the for the tournament so you're not getting the glare so that's why i've always done that when i could um and even even on the old uh williams valley williams stuff from the 90s i would dim dim that stuff or remove some bulbs i know i had quite a few bulbs pulled out of my fishtails in my shadow over the years just to keep the back glass glare down as much as i could i feel so stupid that i have it that i just figured that out like i don't know how i have no idea how i didn't know that i mean because I turn down, so there's a setting where you can, if you, if you're stupid like me, there's a setting where you can basically dim the back box when the game is being played. So in a track, it's hundred percent. I dimmed mine down to 4% and it looks, it almost looks like it has like no glare ga glass on the game. Like crazy. Like the difference is night and day. And somebody had mentioned on a pinside thread about they were talking about the glare. And so that's when I was like, and I don't know, I, maybe I saw a post on there. Somebody was talking about like turning down the back box illumination. 
um, yeah, and I went in and I was like, oh my God, like it is, yeah, it's night and day. If So if you don't do that because Tommy hasn't told you to do that, definitely go and <laughs> definitely go and turn down your back box illumination during gameplay because like in on Godzilla, there's so many important shots back there that it makes it because basically like without doing that, the entire building area is covered with um, a glare from the back glass. So um, I actually, I posted a picture somewhere. I don't know where of like before and after and it's, it's massive. Um, so there's that. Um, and then let's talk about the game. Um, Godzilla, you're playing as Godzilla. You're battling, I believe it's four cities. Right now, I think there's seven different battle, kaiju battles you can uh, partake in. Um, the um, Yeah, so on the pro, what what were your first impressions when you, did you, had you played it prior to getting one no i had not okay. we got ours well like when I, I picked mine up from my distributor uh he had one already set up there so i played like one game on it real quick before i loaded mine into the car um it to me it it shoots incredibly well and it is incredibly flowy um compared to some of his other games even though it has the scoop which keith tends to try to avoid um drastic park has like the raptor pit up post and the in lane up post and avengers has the magnet grab and if you have the premium it's got the subway uh and iron maiden it's got the up post for the for the orbits and to me all those games really have a place where like the ball stops quite a bit in my mind and this one, it just feels like the ball can be in nonstop motion as long as you want it to be. Yeah. Uh, you can just keep shooting ramps and orbits and loops and spinners, and the ball just keeps moving and moving and moving. That was like my general impression. I was also, I thought that the ball has some very unique ball paths that it can take. Yeah. Um, just from like right where you're plunging, you know, it can go around to that upper flipper can go behind that flipper for the skill shot. It can hit the magna grab thing. It can do a soft plunge and it can come back down to your right flipper or it can go all the way to your left flipper, depending on how far up you plunge it. I found all that very unique. I really enjoyed that. I think the magna grab mechanism itself is amazing. Um, for something like as simple as it is, I think it's just used in very unique and fun ways. And the ability to just combo ramps back and forth like that is always super fun. It's not easy. Like those are, I wouldn't say those ramps are hard to hit, but they're not easy to hit either. Yeah. Cause you do have to hit them, you know, accurately for them to actually travel the entire length of the, the, the ramp because the entrances are kind of a little bit steep and they're very far back too. So, uh, to me, it's a very good balance of, you know, difficulty on those. Uh, all of that was very, very fun to me. Um, with the, the most recent code update, the, the monster battles themselves, the kaiju battles have become much more clear with their instructions and their light shows on what it is you are to do during those modes. Um, so I've got, oh, was it Gigan and Titanosaurus and Ebera? I understand all of those completely now. Yeah. I, I feel confident if I were to start any of those, I could beat them. 
Um, and what's the last one? Uh, starts with an M. Megalon, right? Megalon, yes, that one. That one, I think I, I figured out it's a roaming shot essentially. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I suck at it, yeah. so I try to avoid that mode yeah. right now. It seems like the toughest out of them for sure. And then I still don't fully understand what is allowing me to sometimes select one of the like team up battles, and I have no clue how the cities work at all. And I also started a mode called Monster Rampage yep. at our launch party, yep. and I have no idea how I did that or what I did. So there's like, is I have not played the game like literally since the code update came out. I've probably played five games on it. I've been wrestling season started a month ago, and I've been incredibly busy um, with both school, the bar, maintaining the machines down there, coaching wrestling, and trying to do some home projects as well. So, uh, unfortunately, I have not got a lot of time to spend on it. I'm looking very forward to Christmas vacation and that 12-hour stream because I plan to kind of like camp out on Godzilla for a while there. Nice. And uh, actually, like, truly learn the game. But, um, I, you know, in general, I, I concern-wise... The on the pro at least the right spinner for Mecha Godzilla has two posts in front of it, and I feel like those posts are just gonna get bashed to shit over time. Yeah, because like I brick I brick that shot a lot. So uh, my concern is those posts snapping off, which happens, and I have spare posts on hand, so it's not gonna be like a major deal. I just see that happening because they're they feel like they're so close to the flipper, and I I don't know that that shot is somewhat tough. Um, and then I know some people had magnet issues and they changed how the magnet was used on the pro from the initial code to uh, the updated code versions that have released. So you're only shooting in there and the magnet's only grabbing it when you start the multi-ball instead of grabbing it for each lock now. Uh, but I'm curious to see how they handle that as the code continues to develop, if they're able to figure out what was causing those magnet cores to heat up so much. But uh yeah, man, like that's my basic impression is that I personally fucking love it. I, I wish it was earning a little better, but I understand why it's not. It's not an easy game. Yeah. Um, I can I can absolutely have games on there where I blow it up and then I can follow it up with like a 13 million point game. Yeah. Uh there's some dangerous shots on there. Uh, but man, I love the way it flows. Like like you were saying, the art stands out to me. Um, maybe because I'm like I said, I didn't grow up with these movies. To me, the art was much less big uh, of a big deal than some people made it out online. To me, it looks like pinball art, and I love it. I don't need it to match the old movies. Uh, so I think it looks great, and I love the way that they've included these animations. The animations make me want to see some of the old movies, quite honestly. It makes me want to spend a day watching them when I'm on the couch or something. Uh, and I think the sound packages, and there's like, like you said, oh, yeah. he clearly is a, a guy who has a sense of humor. Some of the call outs, like uh, they make me laugh. So I've, I've enjoyed that. But yeah, man, my impressions, basically all, all positive. Like I don't have much negative to say about the game. I just want to know it some more. And I have a feeling you spent a little more time on it. I know uh, in a, one of our group chats, you mentioned some sort of a train exploit. Yeah. A friend did explain to me that that's not possible on the pro version. Right. So what, whatever is allowing you guys to do it on your, your fancy uh, premiums over there, uh, I, I can't even possibly, because I didn't look into it when I saw you post it, but once I was told it's impossible on the pro, I didn't really worry about it even. So, Do you have a, do you, you, have you played a premium? I played one game on it up at Expo, okay. and uh, I, I have one here in town 
at a friend's house. I just haven't got a chance to go over and play because like I said, I've been crazy busy. Um, so the, so I got a premium and, um, you know, you've had it what two weeks now? I've got my premium. It would be the Monday before Thanksgiving. It is the Thursday after Thanksgiving. So I so almost two weeks. Um, yeah. I mean, I was gone. I I went out of town for Thanksgiving, so I'll say a week just to because that's how much experience I have on it. Uh, I've played it a lot. Like I have over three hundred games. I think um, I probably start restarted games. Uh, a couple times, but, um, I am, I find, uh, man, let me think. So I got my game. First thing I did, I did put a shaker motor in, um, uh, from pinball life. Um, they have them in stock. Cause I think that there is a back order maybe on stern shakers from some distributors, but, uh, pinball life does have them in stock and they are cheap and they are worth it in my opinion. Um, so I did install a shaker. I removed the, uh, removed the factory flipper rubbers and I removed the factory slingshot. So I put the slingshot, I put clear slingshot rubbers from Titan pinball and, um, flipper rubbers from Titan pinball. Um, yeah, I, I designed and ordered an entire pinball Titan rubber pinball set for mine. And I still haven't installed it, but it's sitting in the cabinet. Oh, so nice. I've got it there ready to go. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, yeah, I like to do that with the slingshot just to allow for more light. Um, but I mean, just to say like, that's what I've done out of the gate. I, I was in a, I was actually, I've been on pin side a little bit recently and I was in the Godzilla thread or maybe it was another thread. And somebody was asking about like, I think it was a Godzilla thread and they were asking like, Hey, I'm getting one. This is going to be my first new inbox. Like, what would you recommend getting? Um, and my suggestions were, get a shaker motor, the, the things that I've done. Um, also I have a cliff, uh, cliffy shooter lane protector on its way. Like cliffy shipped that to me. Um, you can get those from cliffy at a passion for pinball. I think it's passionforpinball.com, but that's ordering directly through cliffy. Um, the game did come with a cliffy on the scoop. So that's there, but I don't think it's an official cliffy. So, but the fact that we call it a Cliffy means that he should definitely probably be getting money for every game sold. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, my impression, I turned it on. It's the first time I played it. It was the one in my basement. I honestly did not watch a lot of footage on the game being played. I reached out to some people that I know who have played it, um, and they spoke really highly of it. Um, and I respect their opinion enough to not fully um cast it aside i don't i don't know how to say it. but i you know so i'm trying to think oh i also i replaced the balls i i have i have balls from pinball life i have a, no i've got a giant bag of balls from uh i think it's marco specialties over there that i drop in in new games but um okay so my, my first impression of seeing the game like in person is it looks packed. It's super vibrant. Um, you know, uh, a criticism I would make is that I think that the Godzilla 
and the Mecha Godzilla, the scale is kind of weird. Like I know that, you know, Godzilla is back further and like he's in front of a bridge. So f- to that bridge, like he might be in scale, but between the two of them, the Mecha Godzilla is just really big. And it seems like Godzilla should be bigger um, than it is on the game. I'm working on remedying that myself for my own personal game by trying to do some sort of modification. Um, and I'll share that if, if that actually works, but, um, I have something coming that I'm going to see if I can make it look halfway decent. Um, but other than that, it just looks, it looks really packed. Uh, my game is sitting next to my Avengers and actually I have all four of the Elwins lined up and, the thing that, you know, I immediately noticed, it just seems like the evolution of his game design is just really apparent. And it's, and it's, it's really, it's really cool to have all four of his games. I'm not going to lie. Like it's, um, I mean, I'm obviously a fan of his games. I just, I think that Godzilla, I think the Godzilla layout is really, really good. The, like you were saying, like, the flow is just like there's shots that flow that don't like it's almost like you're like oh that's never gonna I'm never gonna make that shot, and then it's like you shoot the um uh, the loop to the tail whip. It goes down and it feeds the uh, feeds the right flipper, and then you shoot the spinner, or or no, there's another shot where it's like loop to tail whip and then you end up shooting the upper spinner like it's just like how are the, how am i making these combo shots um yeah it's really good um the you know so one thing on the the premium one of the things that the premium the differences in the premium and the pro really are the premium has a moving building that works as the lock mechanism and it also is a it's also a diverter so it has I think it can be in three different levels. So in its uppermost level, which is the state that the game starts at, when you shoot the right ramp, it's gonna if you shoot the right ramp, it's gonna feed your left flipper. If you shoot your if you shoot the left ramp, it's gonna feed, no, it's the opposite, right? It's you shoot the left ramp with the right flipper and it will feed the left flipper. So you can combo the ramps. Now after you make enough and you um, you lower the building, it will then do the opposite. So the ball will be fed back to the flipper that shot the ramp. So you no longer have a crossover. Um, and then the third state, the third stage is when the, um, so basically like, so you're shooting. So the ball is basically like you're a Godzilla and the ball is bashing the building, right? So you are, the ball is Godzilla smashing up this building you smash it up enough and the building drops so that you can lock balls for multi-ball and then it's going to and then once you lock the three balls for multi-ball it lowers and that's like it's collapsing and that releases the balls um so that that's one of the differences on the premium versus pro and then i guess the other one is the spinning spinner target bank that uh is for the mecha godzilla toy oh actually there's also the bridge right because the bridge on the pro is static yeah yep and the mecha godzilla's got a magnet in it and on the pro it's just a piece of flat plastic there's there's quite a few differences between okay. the models on this one okay um 
Yeah, and Mechagod the Mechagodzilla thing is just is really cool. Now I had so when I first the first day I had it, I had a couple stuck balls on the Mechagodzilla. Like it was weird. Like one one wedged in his between his arm and the cabinet, and then there was another like one of his arms is bent and the ball actually like got stuck in the crook of his arm. But after the first day, like I had a couple, I had a couple, I had a couple like play issues where um, one of the complaints people have is with the center building is that when the balls are released, they all go straight down the middle, just like a straight drain. I don't have that. Like, my, I really focused on leveling the game left to right, like mid play field, like right in front of the right in front of the tower, the building, and mine feed the left flipper. Like they come down. I mean, they're all like right behind one another, so it's not like you're really getting it under control, but it's still like none of them go straight down the middle. So I don't have that issue, but that is a complaint people have. Um, I think people are trying to like work with like leveling the building. Um, I know there, there are mods that are being created to where it kind of kicks the balls one way or another. There's a, um, the, the Godzilla owner thread on Penn side has a lot of people talking about that. Um, and then, um, so that's, that's been an issue, but, um, yeah, the Mecha Godzilla turn thing. So yeah, I had a couple stuck balls. There's a, there's a position that the, the spinner can be in as well that I think is causing a stuck ball. And I've seen that people are using like a little rubber tab like you would have on the back of a picture frame, which I have and which is what I mm-hmm. would use. And you can kind of put that on the turntable and that will stop this stuck ball spot. So that's that's the, I'm, I'm just trying to think of like stuck ball issues. Those are the only ones that I can really think of that people have been talking about. I really haven't had much of an issue. I did, um, like I said, I really spent some time making sure that my game was level side to side, and that really fixed a lot of things that I felt like were an issue when I first got my game. Um, Rule-wise, I mean, so the flow, I think, is great. I mean, I think that, you know, the combos or the fact that, like, you know, you really have to think about, like, one of the things with the turnstile and the um, the spinner for Mechagodzilla, like, because that turns, like, it's, there are modes that you will go in. So like if you are going into a multi-ball, like you might be battling a kaiju that requires that spinner. Well, if you go into a multi-ball, it's going to actually turn it. So it's so it takes it so that it's the, uh, the stand-up bank. So it makes it impossible to shoot that spinner while you are in the mode. So... You know, you have to think about that. Like, hey, what 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 monster am I battling? What um, you know, what am I going to like um, uh, roadblock myself from playing if I go into this mode? So there's definitely like that type of strategy that you're starting to see with the code because the code is only 0.81, and so I do have some I have some complaints about the code, but I also am aware that the code is what it is right now. It's 0.81, which means it's only like just over three quarters done. And there's a lot in the game. There's a lot. Um, so let's like, if you want to go like left or right, like I know that we did this before when you talked about it, but like, um, I'm just going to do that. Cause that's just, a, now we know what we're talking about. Now that we know yeah. what we're talking about. So like on the, on the left-hand side, you have like your lower left spinner. Actually, you have the Mazer cannon. Is that right? Yep. You have the Mazer cannon. That's like your mystery shot. And I believe that you actually, there are modes that 
you have to finish the mode. Yeah, so there's definitely that that target gets used several times. It gets used several I times. I don't know exactly when, but I, I know I've had to shoot it and it is a it's not again a very good balance of like difficult but possible. Uh but yeah, throws you off. It's it's a tough it's a tough shot. It's definitely a tough shot because um I th- I feel like a lot of like tank multi ball uses it. So after you collect a certain amount of tanks, like that's your super jackpot shot. That sounds great, but when you're in a multi-ball and you have to like, it's such a late shot on the flipper, like you really have to focus on it and it makes it difficult, um, which I, which I appreciate. And I think that if you shoot it, I think if you shoot that target over and over again, I think that actually does light. I think that lights your mystery, which you would then collect again. So you're basically like, you're basically powering it up, right? Um, I could be wrong, but suggestion. (laughs) <laughs> that's not what's doing it. Um, that's what I think is happening. So that's one of the things I will say, like I've played this game a lot and I just don't really understand some of the stuff. Like I've had stuff happen, but I'm not exactly sure how I got there. Um, but that's also what I, I really enjoy figuring that out as I play it. And I, and I have been going to tilt forums and looking at the rule sheet a little bit just to see like, Hey, I'm not really sure I understand this correctly. And then I'll, I'll go and I'll see one, either it's not in there or it is, um, or maybe like there can be a lot of stuff running concurrently, which I think can make things confusing. Um, so up from the Mazer cannon, you have the lower left spinner and that is, um, that's a collect shot for jet fighters. And it's also, you know, it's used for tanks. It's used for different battles like the Ebera. Um, The Ebera Kaiju battle is all spinners. So you have to hit each three of the spinners like a certain amount of times. Um, Yeah, it's 15 on the left, 40 on the center, and 15 on the right. Yeah, and it's that's that's one of my go-tos. I will say like either um, Ebera is generally the one I will go to first because usually the building isn't dropped by then. So it's like, if it's my first battle, I go Ebera. But um, the other, oh, the other Kaiju battle. So, okay, let's keep going around. So there's that spinner shot. Then you've got your upper flipper that feeds the the loop shot. Um, But then you have your left hand orbit slash ramp shot, which is a turn around what's that called that what's that called when it like scoops I, like that i say i like the term turnaround ramp but i don't know exactly if that's correct but that's definitely how i describe it as a turnaround ramp um because it feeds a it feeds like a u-turn into a wire form yeah and that is a really like it, it it's interesting because it's it's doesn't i don't know it's like when you hit it it's super smooth. And then sometimes like, I just feel like I'm chunking it and it doesn't feed. And the way, like, if you look at the layout of the play field, the way that they separated the orbit from that ramp feed is really nice. Like the design of, Hey, if this kicks up, like and rides this ball guide, it's going to scoop up into this and turn around. It's just, it's very smooth. Um, but that is also, that shot is, that shot is very important because not only is it used for ramps and like jet fighters, but it is used for the train shot. And the train shot is like super important in this game if you have a premium or an Ellie, as it, as the code sits right now. So to talk about the trains just for a minute. Okay, so right now it's like viewed as an exploit on the premium and the Ellie that 
after you collect, I want to say it's it's five or six trains. And the way you collect trains at that shot, you have to qualify them. You can qualify them by shooting the scoop. You can qualify them by attacking the bridge. So qualifying the bridge by um, spinner hits will qualify that magnet magnet grab shot, and that is your bridge attack. So it's basically like a column of a bridge. So you're shooting the bridge, and that's going to break apart. But if you so if you break the bridge, you qualify the train shot, and then there's also to the immediate left of the building there is like a real quick turnaround, which can be a deadly, like straight down the middle shot. That, if you make that shot, that will also qualify a train. The trains don't stack though. So if you qualify it, you have to collect it. Um, if you, you know, so if you qualify several trains, you, you will only get one. But if you collect five or six trains, it lights the left ramp and the right ramp for train shots. If you can loop which just means repeat, if you can repeat the ramp shot. And so what will happen is when you go into that mode, I'm pretty sure that the building goes to a position that feeds back to the flipper that you make the ramp off of, right? You can loop that shot over and over and over again, and your the value of that shot will increase every time. So I, I saw somebody had like billions of, in a game because they were making 500 million a shot. They looped like they looped the ramp 70 times. Holy cow. Yeah. Mine was 21 and I was up to like 50 million a shot on a game. I think I had like a 400 million point uh, train, like massive points reminds me of um, Ghostbusters, the super jackpot loop or super loops. It's like, yeah, the, the, you know, I think the rules are going to change. Um, I also think it's really hard. I think it's really, I think it's difficult. I think it's really difficult to collect those trains. Um, it's like, I, I actually focus, I actually started focusing on that more because of knowing of the exploit, but then I'm like, I don't want to do it because I don't think that's going to be there for very long. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to like, I don't want to like blow up my game and then like, oh, well, I'm never going to catch like a 4 billion point score because the exploit's not there anymore. Um, but that's the train shot. Um, very lucrative. And yeah, right now, if you, if you, if I was in a tournament and a premium or LE was, I was on it, that is what I would go for. Like, if you can blow that up, you, you will, you'll kill the game. Um, but then, um, to the right of that is the magna grab, right? And how is how is it used on the pro? Um, that's different than the premium, if you know. And I guess how is it? I don't know all the rules to that, like why it grabs or like I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know the rules either. I know originally you would light your locks for Godzilla multi ball. And then you had to shoot the building and the magnet would grab the ball and it would hold it while a lock animation played. Now on the code, you simply do enough damage to the building that your Godzilla multi-ball is ready. You shoot the building and it does grab and hold the ball, but it only does it one time as the multi-ball starts. Oh, gotcha. Um, It's used on destruction jackpots. Yep. And then... There's also times where it's lit for magnagram. 
Um, and when it likes it for that, it seems to rock the ball back and forth from left to right mm-hmm. on the magnet. And it allows you to double flipper press um, for a skilled release where you're trying to drop it to that flipper and you get 2x value for the loops at that point. Yeah. Um, so I've seen all of those. And then there are other times where if you shoot the building, um, which damages the building and it goes through and it feeds out that little, little, I don't know, inner orbit just to the left of the building, the magnet seems to grab the ball and kind of toss it a little bit, um, almost backwards up the left orbit. So it better feeds the upper flipper again. Uh, but yeah, it, it does not hold the ball all that often. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty much similar to what I've seen other than the, you know, obviously the locks are different. Um, I'm trying to think. When you bash a bridge, it does not grab it. Um, yeah, it grabs it, it grabs it a couple times. Oh, man, I'm trying to think. Like the, I, I don't really understand the magnet grab because sometimes I feel like I light it and it doesn't grab it even though I'm hitting it. And but I th- So that magnet, there's actually there's a captive ball behind it. And so yeah. I'm probably not hitting it hard enough to get that captive ball to register. So I'm not actually triggering the magnet. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that would, that would make sense. But it, but it's really interesting because it's, so it's used as a captive ball, but it also can just do magnet shit. Um, and yeah, like, so if you have the destruction jackpot lit and I think destruction jackpot lit is if you beat a, like a feature in a city, right? So like if you yeah, play I think trans- it's very similar to the tomb awards. Like I think if you beat modes, it lights. Um if you collect certain jackpots and multi balls, I think it lights. Yeah. That's that's the impression I'm getting without any just off of what I'm playing what I'm playing. Yeah. Um, that would, that but would yeah, it sense. seems like you have to be successful in some sort of a mode. I, that's why I kind of view it like a, a tomb award in my brain is the destruction jackpot. No, that makes, that would make sense. I mean, I think that the tomb awards, the tomb awards are, I mean, the tomb awards are different though, because they're like a specific award. Like this, this is just a, right now it's just a point value, right? So you, it is, whatever, and it gets multiplied. It gets multiplied by um, those cities you've been in, I believe. Right. Oh, is that what it is? See, I thought it was for the number of destruction jackpots you had already collected. It, it, it might be, but I I think it might be the I, yeah, I think I it might know. be the cities, and so um, I'll have to look. Uh, yeah, interesting. Look so that would give you motivation to change cities. I say I have not at all looked at the tilt forums, yeah. so I'm gonna check that while we keep talking. So um, I'm curious now. So I, I think it might be the cities. So if you go to if you go to another city, then you will multiply your your um your destruction jackpot. I but I could be wrong. Um. Yeah, the magnet is really interesting. Um, yeah, the magnet is really is really interesting. There's a really satisfying shot when you hit the lower left spinner, and I think it's after you are collecting your last jet fighter. You shoot it through the spinner really fast, and it like I feel like it grabs the magnet, or maybe it's a combo or something, and it just the magnet grabs it, and it's just like this satisfying moment of like, okay, I can take a breath and I'm, I'm not only taking a breath, but I now set up for a shot. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, the magnet is, it's just really slick. The fact that 
a captive ball and just like a basically like exposed magnet core. It's it's pretty slick. Um, people have been having issues with the plastic above the magnet. This I've seen on the uh, some premium owners. The plastic above that magnet is actually breaking. So Stern has re replied, and they're sending people new plastics to replace those. And I think the theory is that the bridge. So on the premium, the LE, the bridge, there's these like a bridge mechanism up there. On the pro, it's just like a static, like basically it's just part of the ramp. On the mm -hmm. on the premium and LE, there's a bridge attack multi ball. And when that multi-ball starts, the the mechanism is actually like two parts and it is a bridge and it basically like pops back and forth, uh, up and down, like it's breaking. And then it it the the side that the ball will feed down goes down and the other side is up. And so that when you shoot one of the ramps, it depends on what state the building is the ball will travel and go through the bridge. So basically the bridge is broken and that starts your bridge multi-ball. So somebody suggested that what's happening is actually that when that bridge mechanism drops and it hits the top of the plastic, that it's breaking the plastic. Um, ah, that makes sense. It makes, it makes sense kind of, but it also, so people are putting like a little piece of foam on top of the plastic to stop that, like that, that force right now personally mm -hmm. i'm gonna look at mine and what i might do now I, I will say like from what from what i read is the person and i'm just not looking at the thread so i'm not um, giving them credit but they took a piece of like just regular like um foam target like from pinball life and they shaved it down so it's not as thick right because one of the issues is if the bridge can't travel all the way down it's not going to allow the ball to go through um, so I think that they shaved it down a little bit. So it just gives a little cushion. Now I would, I might suggest that you actually put it on the bottom of the ramp or like on the bottom of the bridge just for aesthetics. Now, I don't know if that's going to like, because that, that mech is like real kind of like it, when it starts going, doing its multi-ball thing, like it, the bridge, like really like, um, not violently, but like really jarringly like goes up and down. So I don't know if that would like loosen the foam or whatever, but just from an aesthetic point of view, like I might not put it on top of the plastic, but um, I don't know if that's going to, I wonder if just putting a piece of mylar on top of it, that was clear would help too. I, I don't know. I mean, like, cause if the, if the bridge is coming down so hard that it's actually busting that plastic, I don't think that mylar is going to do anything other than like, just yeah, keep the true. plastic together. Um Yeah. So I, I don't know, like I, you know, the foam thing seems like it works. I mean, but I don't know. I mean, the, the person, I mean, this is people have only had the game for like a week and they, the plastic broke, you know, it's, you know, the other thing would be if it's a ball strike, if it's a ball strike, there is a plastic protector set. The only one that I know of that has this as a plastic protector is out of Europe, I think Germany, but, um, I know that. So the question there is like, if you put a plastic protector underneath the plastic, does that make it so tall that the bridge won't lower properly? Now, what I'm thinking about doing is making my own protector similar to the cliffies that you see on whitewater, the boulders. So cliffy, cliffy did like a great protector set. It's, but it's metal. So it's not a plastic and it just like extends out beyond the edge of the boulder plastics on, 
on whitewater by like an eighth of an inch, but it's enough that it's going to take the the um, the power of the ball, so you're not going to get a broken mountain. I think I did something similar on my um, Doctor Who when I was doing my Doctor Who uh, restoration, like the time expander where the where the cover for the time expander that plastic like that always gets broken because where the tabs are held into place, like it's just it's just the ball get ball bashes it, and so I made uh, like a little cliffy that would. I call it a Cliffy because Cliffy is the person who invented this shit. So everybody should give him credit. Um, I made my own Cliffy to to protect that center part of the plastic, and it's worked well. And what I what I ended up using to make that is an old um, an old um, like cabinet rail, like so it's stainless. You can cut it with a Dremel, file it, and it'll look it'll look pretty uh pretty factory. So. And it's also thin. So it's, you know, so if you have like an old like um, cabinet rail like sitting around that, you know, you yanked off of a cabinet restoration, like you can cut it down and make protectors out of it. So just a DIY. Um, So I'll probably do that. But um, yeah, it's cool that. Yeah, that shot to the the shot between there and the building is just uh, straight down the middle. That's a sucker shot. Um, if you take the shot, like I take it, I will take it early on. Like if I still have a ball safe going just to like, try to qualify one of those trains. Um, and then you have the building, um, which we talked about, but you know, I have, I have no issues with my building, the way the ball feeds to the top of the building, everything works fine. I love it. Uh, I love it. I think it's like, finally like a really proper now i will say like aiq the tower is pretty is a pretty cool toy in a game um i i don't know i mean like i i think i have a pro i have a jurassic park pro i mean one of the coolest toys that has come out in the last like i mean that dinosaur is just pretty awesome right um on on jurassic park premium i don't think about it because i have a pro but I mean, the toys that Keith has on his games are pretty amazing. Um, the tower in AIQ is pretty cool, the way that works. I love that it's used as a jackpot shot. Like, that's great. Like, you have a ball up there, and you have to shoot it with another ball. Um, but, yeah, the building just, it's great. I've seen, like, I've seen some cool mods people have done where they put, like, lights on the inside of the building, so it looks like it's, f- like, fire I would love to do that on my premium, but I don't know, need to figure out because the way that it works and all that, like adding wires to something like that can end up being like a pain in the ass or like a ball trap or something like that. But I think it would be really cool when the, when the building was dropping, like it would just light up red. Um, but yeah, I've had no problems with mine and I, it's yeah. Shooting, shooting that building to like, start multi-ball like you get like a really satisfying like click sound when you make the shot because it's pretty tight because you have to go through a pretty tight opening um there's rubbers on either side of that opening so it can you know it can feel kind of clunky but yeah it's a satisfying shot um and then to the right of that is your spinner which builds your heat ray um and the heat ray i don't quite understand because the, so basically it's like the idea is like Godzilla is like you're charging Godzilla's heat ray and eventually mm-hmm. so that is like the lockdown bar button the action button like 
that's really the big, um, the action button is used for several things like choosing your battles, but the biggest integration in the game is that you can charge it up and you can use it as a heat ray. And the idea is like Godzilla is wiping, wiping out like all the lit inserts on the play field. I don't really get that right now because it seems to me like it should wipe out all the play field inserts, but it doesn't do that. Like it, it seems like it only ch- chooses some things to, to, to award. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with that right now. Um, do you understand that rule at all? Like, uh, I, I've used it. I thought it took out whatever was lit on the play field, but I also thought that like, I typically use it in a multi-ball. Yeah. For jackpots. So if I were, yeah. So if you do that, like depending on what multi-ball you're in, it might take them all out, but immediately light the next jackpot. Yeah. So like Godzilla multi-ball, they go up by level and Mecca, you know, it's only going to take out whatever the two are lit that immediately lights another one. Right. Um, and the tank multi-ball, I guess it would take out everything and then light Mazer cannon hypothetically. That, well, well, yeah. so like tank, but tank multi-ball, like you, not all the tanks are going to be lit at once. Like you have to like clear them. Right? No, it's like, yeah. Oh, that's right. There's only, there's three lit and you have to clear five and then shoot the Mazer. Yeah. I think, I think that's it. Um, yeah. So yeah. So it's not going to get you all that, but or like jet fighters, right? So jet fighters, um, jet fighters, you qualify by hitting the ramps, but it's really about like the in-lane switch and then you shoot the ramp and, but jet fighters, they'll clear all the jet fighters. But sometimes I feel like, like I kind of just wanted to like, I don't know, like I feel like it needs, um, I don't, I don't know because the, the ball can be in play when you, when it happens. So it does have to happen pretty quick, but it seems like there should be like a sweeping pattern of lights across the play field or something. And maybe there are, I'm just like, I'm so engaged with playing. I'm not paying attention, but um, like, I, I don't feel like it, yeah, it's wiping I feel out. like I'm, <laughs> I feel like it's not awarding me everything that's available on the play field, but I could be wrong, but it is one of those things where it's like, I don't know the value I'm getting off of it. It's just not as big as I think it should be, but that just, I don't know. Um, but you can charge it and then you use it and then you can charge it up again. It, it gets incrementally more difficult the more times you use it. But especially like with jackpot shots or a super jackpot shot, like, yeah, super satisfying. Um, there is somebody who's made a mod that is a foot pedal. So if you are incapable of trapping up or incapable of like making ramp shots where you're like, I have time to charge it up. So basically it's like, you hold that. You have to hold down the button to charge up the heat ray, and then finally, like it fires. And um, that's what that's what chins are for, man. <laughs> that's what chins are you for. Get down on that lock bar. Yeah. Oh, I've definitely chinned that button for the heat ray. Chin- I do like that you have to hold it to use it yeah. and not just tap it. It's. I, I don't know why, but I enjoy that. It does not take that long to charge it up, but I. It's but if you probably like three seconds. Yeah. But that's a lot of time with the way the balls are moving on that game. I will if I'm if I'm going to use it. One, you use it like if you're in a ball save, or, you know. You make a shot that's going to trap the ball, like hit the ramp, like hit your ramps. It'll give you enough time to charge it. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't had that much of a problem with it. I do think that if you, if you try to use it, 
like if you false alarm it a couple times, like I think you might lose it. So like once you hit it, I think you got to commit or pull out. But if you like go, oh, maybe, nope, nope, maybe, nope, I think you might lose it because I feel like I've done that a bunch of times. Um, but it's really cool. I mean, I, I, I love the idea behind it. I think the I think using a lockdown bar like that, also like, you know, the fact you have to hold it down for some time to make it happen, it makes it a, like less of an exploit um, or yeah, I don't know, you feel like you, you feel like you're earning it. Um, lockdown button also is used for um, add a ball. It's used for choosing your kaiju. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I don't know. That might be it right now. Um, but yeah, so you have that upper spinner and then you have your, your right ramp, which is used for bashing, bashing the, um, bashing the building. Um, it's used for jet fighters. And then to the right of that is the loop shot. Now the loop shot is important because after shooting, after shooting, making three consecutive loop shots, and it's kind of like a, it's almost a, it's a little Doctor Who-ish loopy style, but it's, I think it's not as easy to loop it like Doctor Who. But if you shoot it three times, it's going to light a Godzilla power-up. Right now, those power-ups, I do not believe are in the code. Um Oh, I wondered when I would see those on the on the uh, screen, like two more for power up. I didn't know what or how I was powering anything up, but I, now it makes sense. Yeah, so like the power up, and I think the power up is supposed to light at the scoop. Um, but I think all it, I think, yeah. So I think the Godzilla power up should light at the scoop, but right now it it might, but it might just be like a point value. I feel like I saw the. I feel like I saw the scoop light up for it at some point, but it was actually, it was almost like, I feel like the light was flickering. So I don't know, maybe I have something wrong, but, um, but it should be a Godzilla power up, but yeah, I don't think it's there yet. Um, but the loops are really satisfying. And then to the right of that is the tail whip and the tail whip is a, is a loop that goes down behind the Mecha Godzilla turntable and it kind of feed I want to say it feeds out to the left flipper so it's it's a really fascinating shot um that's a tail whip and I'm not 100% sure on the rules with that other than the fact that it's super satisfying to shoot it <laughs> it's like the tail the tail whip is the hippo shot from Congo it's super similar oh really yeah, I mean, on, on Congo, you, you actually have, like, three pop bumpers there. There's not necessarily a direct entrance from the side. Yeah. But uh, as far as, like, how it feeds out and the geometry on that, it's very similar to how the, the hippo lane feeds on Congo. Okay, okay. It's, uh, I think it was, I don't think it's, like, a copy or a clone of it by any means, but I definitely think the, that ball path was inspired by Congo. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, um, yeah he, likes the con- he likes Congo, man. Like he, there's some, cause it's he, good game. like Maiden, wasn't the, isn't there a Maiden, like one of the Maiden shots is similar to Congo? Like maybe the left the, ramp? Through the, the through, yeah, through the ramp. Kind of like the volcano like shot, right? Of the cup volcano. Yep. Um, I think it's just a good, it's a good layout to take some inspiration from. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, that's just the reality. When there's been good games designed in the past, it's, it's 
a good thing for designers to use that those ideas and reformulate them slightly into more modern missions. Well, I mean, I think one of the things that's, I mean, El- Ellen has played a lot of pinball. Like, that guy can draw on a lot of knowledge, deep, deep knowledge. And also, the muscle memory he has from playing so much to be able to, like, go, oh, yeah, this, like, one of my biggest takeaway on Godzilla, and I mentioned it before, is that there are combos in there that you just don't feel like you should be comboing. And it's like you almost combo them accidentally. Like, the, oh, yeah. the loop to and, the, yeah. the loop to tail whip to upper spinner is so satisfying and I've, and I've made it, I mean, I've made it enough times that I feel like I'm, I'm actually trying to make that combo, but I don't feel like I am. Like, I feel like it just is happening. And I'm like, Oh, that feels like that's maybe magic. Like, I don't know what's happening right now. Like, um, yeah, it's- I did. Uh, I, so I did look up the destruction jackpot. Okay. It's a base value of 5 million. Okay. Uh, it increases by 1 million points per insert collected, 5% of points from modes associated with the monster monitor inserts. So monster rampage, jet fighter attack, and 3% of the totals from your Godzilla multiball and Mecha Godzilla multiball are added as well. The jackpot value resets after changing cities, but your cities then do multiply it. So it starts at one, and it can go all the way up to four X. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so that explains that. Um, now, something I saw, I, I played a game on it. Oh, whatever day, maybe two, three days ago, you were talking, a bunch of you in the group chat were talking about it. So I got antsy and drove down to lo- my location and played. I got a city combo. Do you have any idea what a city combo is? Okay. So- I saw it pop up on the screen, and I was like, I don't know what I just did. Okay, so the city combo... My understanding is that each city that you're in has a specific combo that collects the combo. Um, okay. And so you start in Tokyo. So it's kind of like the dinosaur ones on Jurassic Park, then. Yeah. The DNA combos that makes uh, sense. Yes. Yes. Um, now I don't know if, like, I don't know if the city combos, like, I don't know if certain cities will have more combos. I've owned like yeah. in Tokyo, Tokyo is the only place that I know. Cause that's where you start. That's where I spend most of my time. Um, I don't know how many combos there are, but I am getting the city combo and I, and I'm trying to think like, Oh, I was trying to think off my head, like what that combo is, but I think it might only be like a two shot combo. Um, but that's, I mean, after we go after we go around the playfield, we could talk a little bit about code because I think that that's that's something that we could talk about there. Um, so you have Tail Whip, and then you have the Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla is a multi ball starting. Um, that's a multi ball associated feature. Um, like we said on the premium and LE, there's the turntable that is a spinner, or you have to shoot the targets. Like I love that. I love when the I love when Mecha Godzilla starts. I love the the um, the voiceover of like, oh wow, look a god a a, uh, a Godzilla or whatever. It's a it's a metal Godzilla. It looks just like Godzilla or whatever that is. Like I just crack up every time. Um, it's one of my favorite animations in the game as the startup of that. So I yeah I I've 
don't really so mecha godzilla is like you shoot a couple jackpots and you have to shoot like the force field again to requalify jackpots jackpots and then at some point you qualify the super i'm not is it is the super at is it the super at the mecha godzilla like the turntable turns and you shoot it or is it somewhere else no well so yeah i guess on yours it would be on mine it's the the super in mecha is the tail whip, like the pack. Oh, that's what it coming is. Down. That's what it so, is. Yeah. yeah. So you, ha- if you were to shoot it through the spinner, I'm assuming on yours. Yeah. It probably rotates back to seeing your spinner since mine's always there. Yeah. I think it's interesting because that mech really changes how those modes play. Because for me to hit those stand up targets, it's pretty tough. They're very much like on the side. Yeah. You don't really have a good direct shot at it. I've started shooting that center spinner and just holding up my upper flipper. So it kind of bounces over and hits them. Oh, okay. But it, it's, I did notice the, the one game I played on a premium, it did seem like the Mecca was a little bit easier to start compared to uh, how we would start on the pro. Um, but then the super jackpot are roughly going to be the same. You're just waiting for that thing to turn. Um, I'm trying to shoot back through that spinner and that's essentially what you're doing too. But yeah, it has to feed back behind through that Mecha Godzilla lane. Yeah, that's it. It, It's the tail whip. The tail whip is what it's your super jackpot. Cause I forgot that it does have that insert back there that lights up. Um, so that, Oh, and then below Mecha Godzilla, you have the pop bumper, which is your, the saucer. Um, there's also, there's also a scoop. I'll talk about the scoop real fast. Scoop starts your, uh, that's where your kaiju battles start. You qualify kaiju battles by shooting the ramps when they're lit to qualify a kaiju. Um, that is where you, like, that can light for a tank. That is where you start tank multiball. That is where you go to change cities. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with the scoop. Mine shoots pretty cleanly to the left flipper, and it dead bounces over to the right flipper, which usually doesn't moonwalk out the in lane but it has um you can also like just do a um uh uh, what's it called when you just like stop the ball when it shoots your flipper a dead what is that it's live catch live catch so you can also you can live catch on the left flipper like if you're shooting a shot or something like that you start geigen and you want to start on the ramps but i usually bounce it i usually bounce it over It's, it's pretty safe um, yeah, same here. I actually, I did turn that scoop power down slightly oh. from at least the original code as well. Okay. Um, because it was, it was flying out of there on the initial code. Um, I don't know if they by default altered it in the later code or not, but yeah, initially that ball freaking rocketed out of there. I haven't, I have not messed with any of my settings other than the back box illumination. So all of my flippers and everything are factory. Just an FYI. Um, can you make can you make the right ramp from your upper left flipper? Yes. Okay. Not, is it, it consistent or is it just like possible? It happens. I mean, it's not. It's not. I don't really aim for the upper right ramp from the upper left flipper because it's so makeable from the lower left flipper. Um, but I definitely. I mean, I definitely made it. Um, but it's not like a clean, it's not like a AIQ or something. Like it just doesn't feel like it's the, um, it doesn't feel like the layout really wants you to shoot it like that. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I I I try to shoot it a lot from that upper flipper, and I shouldn't because it doesn't make it very often. Yeah. And the feedback is super deadly. <laughs> yes, the feedback is really super deadly. Um, I which I really appreciate. I feel like a lot of the um, I feel like a lot of his earlier games. I feel like if you didn't make a shot, a lot of times you weren't going to get really punished. I feel like there's a lot of punishment for missing shots now. Um, which I think is something that I really appreciate about Dennis Norman's designs. I feel like Dennis Norman's designs, it's like he has really satisfying ramps, but if you don't make the ramp, you should drain, you know, like, uh, I feel that way with Whitewater. I feel that way with, I uh, shit. I played Elvira and the Party Monsters the other night, and it was just killing me. Um, yeah, I do. I do get a good bit of that from uh, Godzilla. So I do like to be punished if I'm flailing. Um, oh, saucers. So I do want to talk about saucers because this is something I do not understand. You have there's a single pop bumper in the game. It's lower right. Um, uh, Scott Denisi location, um, from TNA, maybe not as, I mean, it's, it's, it's more exposed. Um, but it's, it's more like Viking to me, yeah, but yeah, more like Viking, <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know if I, if I think about modern no, no, pinball, it's... modern pinball with the single pop. Bumper. Oh yeah. The single pop bumper definitely was a, a TNA trend um, for sure. Not just Scott Denisi. I mean, it's on Rick and Morty too. It seems to be a Scott Denisi staple. Yeah. Um, but I will say, like, I think the most active single pop bumper game is probably Pinball Magic. Like, if you get the ball in there or not, uh, yeah, Pinball Magic, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the one where the it's got stage this, area. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you get if you get the ball in there, man, it's just like just starts uh, machine gunning. But yeah, so do you understand saucer attacks? Do you understand? I got to saucer attack multi ball. Okay. No clue how I did okay. it. I, I know there's an insert that is pointed at the saucer that occasionally lights with the word saucer attack. Right. And if you shoot the pop bumper, you uh, you attack a saucer or you defeat a saucer. Um, and there's pretty good value in it. I have no idea what's qualifying it or anything like that. Um, I know that my friend uh, Brandon Pennington, uh, Gov, G-O-V on Pinside, has designed a really cool mod uh for that pop bumper that i'm waiting to arrive and i'm excited to install that but no i don't fully understand the saucer attack rules so if you do please go on i do not <laughs> damn it all right um so I, forums <laughs> i so i so my understanding this is my understanding but i don't really understand it my understanding is like you have to shoot the pop bumper a certain amount of times once you do that you can then kill the saucer and then if you do that if you defeat three saucers you will earn an extra ball. I think if you do five, you start the saucer multi-ball, saucer attack multi-ball, which I which I have done. I've started that, but I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure. And um, so to say, okay, so that's that is the layout. Oh, okay. So sorry, I'm reading the rule here. Okay, so what's the rule say? What, what's 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 known of it? Uh, it says light saucer attack at the pop bumper by shooting the switch under the pop bumper. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Enough times, question mark. Uh, is that the- to destroy the saucer though, when it is lit, you shoot the pop bumper. It's a minimum of 2 million points, 
plus 20,000 points per bumper. Okay. And the value of saucer attack is multiplied by one X every time one is collected on a ball and is further doubled if the player shoots the bumper by making an alley pass or shatsing right. to the right return lane. Uh, awards, three saucers, extra ball, which I got that the other day. Previously, yeah. like extra balls were pretty stingy. And then when I was playing the other night on this new code, I was like, oh, I actually got a couple extra balls. Yeah. So that explains where I got one of them. And five saucers will start your saucer attack multi-ball, which I have seen one time. Um, and then the rules for saucer attack multi-ball are right now TBA. So they will come later. So um, to cover extra balls really quick, the two extra balls that I'm, I'm, I'm really aware of are the one from saucer that you mentioned. And then the other one, which I think is a lot easier to get is to collect 10 jet fighters. And so like, yeah. like what we were saying before, like you start jet fighters by the ball will travel through the inlane. If you look at the inlane plastic, if you, if you look at the inlane, the inlane, both inlanes have inserts that say jet fighter red, they light up red when they are red and you make a ramp shot off of that flipper, you will collect a missile. So the inlane plastic that's underneath that insert has three missiles. So the lights that are underneath the inlane plastic are actually feature lamps, which I think is awesome. So yeah, it's basically six six more inserts on a play field without having to cut the wood. Exactly. <laughs> so once you once you collect all six, like your first one, you will start your first jet fighter by collecting six. So you do that, and then you will light different shots. They'll be lit red. Um, if you make those shots, you can, and they're all hurry ups, right? Um, they're all they're all hurry ups. They're they roam a little bit, but generally speaking, they were. They will be generally on the upper spinner, the right ramp, and the right loop. So then after you make five, the lower left spinner lights for your sixth jet fighter. Now, you here's a situation where you can use your um, your heat ray, and it will, I, I believe it will collect all the jet fighters that are available at the time. So that's how you collect your first six. Then... You want to requalify. You want to recall qualify jet fighter. Pay attention to the insert lit on the in lane and the missiles to know how many you have. I think you have to collect. Maybe it's just another six, but it's like it'll alternate. So the first time you do it, like both ends, both in lanes are lit, and then the next time it's like only one in lane is lit. So you have to collect all three off of one ramp, and then you have to switch over and collect all three off the other ramp. You start it again. You collect. Uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, you collect four jet fighters. And then you qual you you don't qualify an extra ball. One of the things that I think is really interesting about this game is that there is no extra ball insert. If you earn an extra ball, you just earn it. Like your tenth your tenth jet fighter, you get your extra ball. Your third saucer, you get your extra ball. There's no like you're not qualifying some shot somewhere. And I know that I've talked about it before. Like it's always been a pet peeve of mine, like that you have an insert on a on a game. Like an extra ball, like an extra ball is something that you you are awarded an extra ball. Like that's a huge award. Like the fact that extra balls are always taken out of games, like for tournaments and stuff like that, even though there's an extra ball insert, like has always driven me nuts. And so the fact that there's no insert for extra ball, I kind of like it because I'm like, well, if you're playing in a tournament, it's not like 
you've now negated a part of the rules. Um, so that I like, but those are, those are the two extra balls that I know of. I'm sure that there's other ones. I've seen people are really frustrated with it, with earning an extra ball, but jet fighters is the way to go. Um, and then the third jet, I can't remember the third jet fighter, uh, how to qualify that one because I actually asked on tilt forums. Um, but, um, yeah, do your jet fighters, collect your, collect your 10, get an extra ball. Um, so that's basically the layout. So I love the layout. Like we talked about, like the combos and everything, like I find them super satisfying. Um, I think I, I like the music. I think the music is, I think it's like, it's like kind of a heavy rock, um, underlay of music. Um, it changes up though. So it's not too repetitive. I think the call outs are really fun. I really like the campy humor. I've read some people, you know, some people don't love that. They wish it were more serious. I don't want to get overly serious when I'm playing pinball. So I enjoy it. Um, my, like, like I said, the code is a 0.81. I, the one thing that just drives me nuts about the game is it's just so like right now, right now, the back box screen, the L, the LCD is like, it just doesn't really give you a lot of information. Like the video that's playing, like you get video clips and stuff like that, but I really like the way that Keith has integrated the back box for really telling the player like your status, like Iron Maiden. It's like, this is how many spinner shots you need. This it's like, it's all like very clear to me, like what I need to do. Um, I just don't have that in this game at all. Like even like, you know, so the main, the main screen that you're going to see most of the time is like Godzilla is in a city and it like, it will have, it has like these little images and like this little font that's like, you need four out of 10 tanks, which is like, I can, okay. So, okay. It's giving me the information, but it's one, it's really hard to read. I, I would, I want to say that those are just placeholders. I just don't know. Um, so there's a lot like, like the saucers, like, I don't know what my status is on like the saucers, unless I shoot it and I'm looking up and as I'm getting awarded that, like, I really want to be able to look up at any point of play and be able to see my status on different things. That is that right now. I mean, other than the fact that like, there's obviously just like stuff, not in the code, like combo rate or rage combo, which is uh insert on the left in lane. I don't think that's in the game right now. Um, I could be wrong about that, but I have not seen that lit up. Um, so the code's not complete. We know that, but that, I mean, so I'm just going by what I'm playing and, you know, I, I've had a pretty solid game. Like I've broken a billion. Um, and I definitely, there are a lot of times where I'm like, I don't know what I need to do next, like where I'm at with this stuff. And that I wish was made clearer. That's, that's my big complaint right now, but it's also tough because the code is obviously not done. Yeah, that's where, you know, I don't think there's any point in going too deep on code discussion until we know it's just over, uh, which I don't expect to be for quite some time yeah. based on how CERN does things now. Uh, but 
I anticipate it will be awesome because I already really enjoy what's there. Oh yeah. Um, I've definitely, uh, while I appreciate the depth, like I finally defeated, uh, Thanos with all the gems. Oh, I don't know, a month or two ago or whatever. It was awesome. Rubbing it in. But I realized like, I, but I, I just, I look at it now and I, on one, I'm glad that is there. And that's there for me to pursue as like a long-term goal on a game. Yeah. I am recognizing like the ridiculousness of Stern to dedicate so many resources to adding that sort of depth so quickly to these games when like a tiny fraction of players will ever see that anyway. Um, so I, I want it to be there eventually, but I, I am not as bothered by the long-term coding efforts as I have been in the past to a certain extent. Um, I really appreciate the, the, the new additions of the things like escape nubler um battle of the black order yeah. uh what is the ninja turtles has one called half shell challenge i think it is um those little mini games i know mandalorian's got a couple different ways to play i think those things are are very cool uh to add in now don't get me wrong i do still like it for that there to be this final wizard mold this ultimate goal or something to get to but uh for the most part like with what's already there I'm having fun. I'm happy. I'm impressed. And yeah, it's, I do like when I get code updates now because it's like, cool, I get to explore the game again and find what's changed. What's new. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, like I want to reiterate time and time again that like, I, I'm well aware that it's point eight one. So I'm not like, this is not like, Oh, the code is awful. Whatever. Where's the code? I get it. Like, I know that it's really early still in the production. Um, I think um, all I'm going to say is this. I think Jurassic Park is one of the best rule sets of any game I've ever played. I just, I really think like from start to finish, like from the first paddock you enter to getting to escape Nublar, I just think it's like the progression is so good. Now, once you get to Escape Nublar, there's definitely there's definitely points in the progression of Jurassic Park because it's somewhat linear. Like you have to do this, you have to do this, that you can kind of like jail yourself. But I just think it works really well. One of my favorite one of my favorite rule things in a game is during um oh um visitor center. Well, visitor center mini wizard mode is great, but the, the way that the inserts are used for where the dinosaurs are, like when you're in a paddock, so basically your ins like your inserts or no, it's uh, yeah, your inserts are moving around and they're trying to like get to your workers. I think that is one of the best uses of inserts ever. Like it just makes sense to me. Like it's just like, oh, those are dinosaurs, you know, like and that's the thing, like, I, that's what I want to see, like, going back to, like, the heat ray thing. Now, I don't know if they can do this because I don't know if, like, the LEDs in Godzilla can function like this. But, like, I like LED usage, I still go back to Wizard of Oz as being, like, a... I know that some people don't like it because they feel like inserts are used a lot. But when the inserts in Wizard of Oz are used in certain modes, like sepia tone for there's no place like home... Or 
uh, fireball frenzy, like the inserts look like they're on fire. Like that is, that's the type of stuff that like I wish the game had. Like, so when you do the heat ray, like I really want like all the inserts to like go blue. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's almost Game, like the heat. Game of Thrones fire effect. Yeah. Yeah. So like the heat ray, you know, yeah. so I think Godzilla, like at least in the art, like the heat ray is blue. So I want it to be like this blue, just like going across a play field and just like everything, just like getting wiped out. Um, it, I really like the nuance stuff. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm a pretty decent player. Like I get deep into games. Like I have gotten to escape Nublar in game several times, you know, like I play, but I also play my games a lot. So I feel like I really start to understand the rules and it's the nuances that I really like kind of just get really excited about. Um, and that right now, it's like really hard for me, even though like I'm, I'm going to tilt for him. I'm like trying to study what the rules are. I'm still like really confused with some stuff. Like while I'm playing, I'm like, I just, I just don't know where I'm at. So it's a complaint, but I don't, I don't think it's not going to get resolved because I just think that, yeah, I just think with the popularity of the game, you know, they're going to be working on it for a while. It's only at 0.81. So it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm just super excited about what the polish that we're going to see. And, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And I think it's a, a lot of people are really excited about it, which means they're playing it, which means they're sharing feedback. And they're sharing feedback with arguably one of the greatest players ever in the history of pinball, if not the best player. And he is going to be able to use that um, to make, I mean, I think it's got to be one of the best rule sets ever when it's done. I think it has to be because I think the flow and everything, I don't know. I just, I want it to be like the perfect package of pinball, but maybe that's too much, but they said it's the King, right? I mean, that's a big statement for Stern to come out and go, the King is here or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah. uh, So again, as we've just stressed, code is early. Code is early. So we're, you know, let's, reserve final judgment until that you know the appropriate time but if you had to look right now at your lineup that's not directly behind you like usual but in your home yeah of your elwins has godzilla jumped to the top yet i think so i or is it still trailing i think that godzilla and jurassic park are really close um i was actually i was having this conversation with somebody today um I think Jurassic Park right now, because of code, is probably my favorite. I think that the layout of the layout and really interesting flow of Godzilla, I think the toys, I think, I think that it's I think it's going to be my favorite Elwin easily. But right now, it's like I just think the code of Jurassic Park, as far as like making it a complete game, like which game would be better, I would I would say Jurassic Park. But Godzilla is pretty amazing. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. It's just the code stuff, you know. My my expectations are high because he's done really well with the code. You know, all of his games, I I just think that there's a clarity to him that that is um. Yeah, I just think it makes the games like fun without having to like really 
I don't know. I've, I've heard about people. They, I think that people think that the code is too deep and it's a little confusing, but honestly, like, I don't really have a problem with the complexity of it. I think it's like, you can get mired in the nuances, which I enjoy, but I don't think you have to know those things to enjoy the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the things I like on a lot of Elwin's games is there is a certain basic level to the rules and to the shots where people find enjoyment in it. And then for those who like to dive deeper, there's like this amazing, amazing depth and nuance. Um, I still think Iron Maiden is my favorite, Wow, which is ironic because like that is the theme that does the absolute least for me out of the Elwin games. Um, but there's just something about that game to me that is it's got it's so perfect in my mind. I also love Jurassic Park, um, and that one's a theme that really appeals to me. Like one of the employees down at my location actually bought me this awesome Jurassic Park sweatshirt for Christmas and already gave it to me. Nice. So I, I of course had to order the matching sweatpants, and I've got this whole Jurassic Park outfit that I'm ready to go play Jurassic Park in now. Oh my god! Uh, please send me a picture. Yeah, I, oh, please send me. Oh, a picture. I'm I'm gonna send you a picture. This is, it's a sweet outfit. It looks like one of the uh, vehicles from Jurassic Park. It's got like neon green with like the zebra stripes on it. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway, yeah, it's it's sweet. Uh, but uh, similar to you, I can see Godzilla rising to the top because the layout is just so yeah so interesting it's so unique um and uh you know it, it makes me super excited to see what ellen continues to do as we we move forward as you know he's mentioned he's already working on other games and uh i give stern a ton of credit even though they're you know way behind on building i think that's you know just the reality of the world currently for many things uh, the the designs of these games that they've been pumping out like man they are uh they're on a hell of a hot streak, you know, yep. and well, all pinball machines can have issues to some extent. Uh, they seem to really, you know, maybe not the best with communication, but they seem to get everyone taken care of uh, eventually. I am currently waiting on a part for my uh, my Beatles, which I, I we haven't even really discussed, but I did pick up a, a Beatles and a Ninja Turtles. Uh, right after Pinball Expo for my location, and I am so happy to finally own a Beatles machine. Um, loving playing that game as well. Uh, totally different gameplay style than Godzilla, yeah. obviously, but again, very very fun. And uh, yeah, man. Now I, I really I don't want to. I have to go rake leaves, and I really don't want to. I want to <laughs> go play Godzilla now. So I have to go pick I, up my uh, daughter. I'm gonna try to do this quickly. Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. We got uh, responsibilities and chores, uh, man. But uh, on that note, like, I think general, obvious. if you didn't catch the general impressions, I think we're both super fucking impressed with Godzilla. And uh, I'm just excited that it's going to continue to grow as the time comes. And Keith Elwin, thank you for these amazing games and designs. And uh, I mean, that's all I really got. Hopefully, uh, I think, I don't know. I can't remember when we actually started recording or what we were just talking about before, but uh, I am going to be changing jobs very soon that will allow me to work from home and have far more free time. And hopefully we'll be able to bring you guys uh, some more frequent and potentially shorter episodes <laughs> uh, because I think Taylor and I enjoy talking about pinball. And if we can record it, some of you want to listen to it, that's cool too. 
but uh, I'm looking forward to that change. Uh, tomorrow could potentially be my last day at my current school, <laughs> or it could be like two weeks from now. I don't know. That's all up in the air. But uh, yeah, coming, and hopefully a little bit more time for uh, fun things like pinball. All right, man. Well, yeah, uh, hopefully that all works out. And uh, speaking of school, I have to go and pick up my daughter. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll have to before Christmas because we we ran out of time for our Christmas list, but that's okay. We will do. We we'll have to do have a to, Christmas. We'll do a Christmas special. Yeah, we will do a Christmas special. We will, we'll get that. Um, well, Tommy, look, man, it was good to talk to you. Um, I'm definitely going to put in more time on Jurassic or on uh, Jurassic Park. Well, I am going to put more time on Jurassic Park. I'm yeah, going to add to my five thousand plays. <laughs> I have the 5,000 plays. Oh my God. I think I have 5,000 plays. Yeah. I think I, I'm going to go to my insider connect right now. I'm going to look up my plays on Godzilla. Um, I am on, if you want to, insider connect is a kind of a mess right now, but um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm not now. I currently, my, my high score on Godzilla is 1,425,181,470. My player experience is 350. I have 33 achievements and I've played 380 times. Definitely played more than me because I think my game on location has about 400 plays on it. My latest, my latest <laughs> achievement is Mega Destruction. Um, yeah so there you go all right man well look until next time i will um yeah we'll we'll continue to do what we're doing we'll continue to play and do things uh pincinati pincinati is this weekend so yeah uh, i will be going down on sunday uh, specifically and picking up some other kits so uh we should have the insider kits installed on we got i think we got one for maiden Jurassic Park and Ninja Turtles all coming. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to get set up uh, sometime next week. Nice man. Well, look, safe travels. I will. Um, I will uh, get this out soon. And it was good to talk to you, Tommy. Um, remember, go and you buy. Too. Get ready for Ryan Clater's Kickstarter. Um, pre-order John Chad's book. Um, shop at Tilt Hammer, and- Soft Plunge, Double Danger. Um, Brandon Pennington has got some mods coming. Gov on pin side yeah, gov side, they're in the uh, godzilla owners thread and i uh if you i think i posted a picture of him to our facebook page and if you want his contact info just reach out i will i know i've got those coming so i can make my pro game look more like a premium because godzilla sculpt that he did looks really good too so i am excited all right man tommy it was oh, good to talk to you hey. oh YouTube charity North End Pub, December nineteenth. We'll be streaming TV slash the podcast. Get ready to make some good calls. All right, Tommy. Until next time. Later. Later, man. Bye.